Having car problems? Well, with Rhoda, getting them fixed is as easy as ordering takeout. They'll come pick up your car for free, do any repair or maintenance needed, and return it right to your driveway. They'll even give you a complimentary video inspection of your car so you can see what needs to be done. Perfect for those of us that maybe aren't so car savvy. Book your appointment online at roda.com. And lucky for you, CityCast listeners get a 20% discount on any service for up to $100 off. Just use the code CityCast20. Today on CityCast DC, we are so excited to celebrate our one-year anniversary with you all here at this taping at Sonny's Pizza. And with humidity finally ebbing, we are eagerly looking forward to fall festivities. There are a lot of fall fairs in this area with pumpkin picking and hay rides and dressing up and getting scared. And nobody does that better than Chelsea Ceruzzo, my Politico <laughs> colleague. Uh, she knows these fairs well. She is here to help us break down which ones are worth your time. Today is Monday, September 25th. I'm Michael Schaefer. And I'm Bridget Todd. And this is CityCast DC. Okay, well, how many of y'all have gone to any of the fall fairs that DC has to offer, or the area has to offer? Yes, some, some. Chelsea, in addition to being Politico's health reporter, you're also a fall fairs, what'd you call it, like expert? Sure, enthusiast. I love fall, like my like wardrobe is fall. Like I, I just, everything about fall is great to me. It's not as hot. Yeah, yeah, fall is my favorite season in DC. We've had a long conversation about this. this. Psychopath, his favorite season is summer. Yeah, no, no. Oh, it's what separates the true Washingtonians from the Aravistes. I am not a true Washingtonian then. Get <laughs> out of my grave. Is fall your favorite season in DC? Yes, absolutely. It's so nice. What's your second favorite? Spring. Third? What's your least favorite? Um, winter? Right. I, I like Go summer. It, it's just hot. I'm hot. I'm over it. I'm hot. <laughs> the thing that's fun about fall for me in D.C. is I feel like people are more, like, contemplative on the streets. Like, everyone's... The second that a chill hits the air in D.C., everybody's busting out their good pea coat they've been waiting to yes. wear. And they're doing the scarf on the outside of a coat, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, walking around like an out-of-work theater critic or something, like just pontificating. I love it. So you made yes. this point when we did a whole episode about this, which you can you can still hear in our archives. <laughs> but you made this point that's actually stuck with me and I think it was a really good one, which is like, if you're in like, you know, Minnesota or Chicago or something, spring is this amazing thing because it's been miserable for so long and everyone, suddenly everyone can be outside. And that for you, fall in Washington is like that. That yeah. after <laughs> months of like enforced being inside and air conditioning, all of a sudden you can, you can break out the peacoat. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about some of our favorite fall festivals generally. So one big category here is Renaissance fairs and history-based events. Chelsea, is this something that you know a little something about? Yes, I love the Renaissance fair. I think it's so fun. It's very nerdy. If you like D&D, these are your people, all right? And you could go to Maryland. It's so fun. You should go. (laughs) 
I have to say, I did creep on your Twitter. And I saw a picture <laughs> of you pinned at the Renaissance Fair, and you looked yes. amazing. Thank you. Oh my God, I I love it. I work on my outfit like. I don't want to say all year, but, but what's your outfit? Well, it, it changes. Okay, it's Renaissance Fair, but I would say people dress like medieval, but or like fantasy. I don't know. That's anachronistic. Yeah. Well, it's not the anachronism fair. Well, they're not gonna throw you I, out. To be fair, I feel like the point. Oh, how do I say this? I feel like the point is to look hot but medieval. You know. But <laughs> right? Be, Why are we? Are y'all out there going to ren fairs? I'm getting a lot of like Renaissance looking fair hot. love. <laughs> looking hot but medieval. Is this yeah. the vibe? Yeah. Yes, okay. thank you. I gotta get to But why don't yes. they call it the medieval fair? I don't know. I don't think it sounds as good. Like who wants to go to the medieval fair? Like in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Renaissance make a good fair. Point. So I learned this from Priyanka, who told me this earlier. You could actually get married at the Renaissance Fair, but it is like a hot ticket. So if you wanna get married at the Ren Fair, you have to have like put in your ass, you know, months prior because it sells out because it's such a hot ticket for weddings. Oh my God, my fiance's over there looking at me like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> Do they have like Renaissance monks or something who? Yeah. Who'd perform the nups? You know, maybe I'm gonna have to find out. But they do have performances. It is so cool. They have like jousting and it's like a whole show. So you like return throughout the day as the storyline progresses and like you can see different nights and you can root for them. And then one thing I love is like Shakespeare in 20 minutes. They do a 20 minute long Shakespeare show, which is very fun. Yeah, there's like pretty much something for everyone. You could do axe throwing, you could do bow and arrow, you could be in the stocks if you really want to. So it's a lot of, we don't a lot judge of exciting here. stuff. That's yeah, you know, if that's what you want, do that. And there's lots of food. Do you have any tips on how to source a good costume? Ooh, that's a good question. So while you're there, you can buy a costume. It's a little bit more expensive. So Etsy is your friend, especially local makers would be great. So that's what I normally look for. I do feel like a lot of women's clothes these days are like leaning into like the corset and like cottage course. So like go for it, you know, Abercrombie, I'm sure has something for you. <laughs> yeah. So if you're interested in checking out the Maryland Renaissance Festival, it goes from 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 7 in October. The tickets are around $30 and it's about an hour drive from DC. Yeah. Anything to yeah. add on the Renaissance festivals? I'll see you there. Come say hi to me. We can have mead or something. I don't know. So going, moving a little bit forward in history. Yes, um, a little bit. You've said there's that Mount Vernon thing going on. That's always a cool one to visit. It's a nice time of year to visit um, the estate. Um, it's pretty beautiful. So that is a cool option as well. <laughs> and you can meet George Washington. You could, and also I think Martha is there as well. Martha, yes. A leading Renaissance figure himself. Yes, I wonder if you get that job, to be honest. Maybe that's what I'll do one day, be Martha. Maybe that could be your costume. <laughs> yeah, there we go. When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, Avida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174.
Okay, so something that I love is I love spooky things. I love horror movies. I'm obsessed with anything spooky, scary, spooky, scary skeletons, all of it. So something that DC does, or the DC area does offer in terms of spooky fall fun is Markov's Haunted Forest. Has anyone been there or listened to the episode we did live from there? Okay, snaps to that. I, we all went, I'll say this, I underestimated how scary it would be. Like, I would not recommend taking somebody under the age of like 12 or 13. Like, it is genuinely scary. There were times where we were, like, I went into it being like, this isn't gonna be that scary. And by the end, we were running for our lives, like truly running and screaming. I'm really glad you went to the bathroom ahead of time. I'll just say that. Have you been there? No, I'm a baby. I can't. I don't wanna. I don't want to be scared, but I I am this year really interested for like less scary, but like similarly maybe history focused. The Congressional Cemetery does soul strolls. Ooh. Tickets are on sale now. I'm trying to get my friends to buy with me, but they talk about the inhabitants of the cemetery, and it's at night. It's a little scary, um, but it's also very informative because a lot of really cool people are buried there. So it's like a cool way to hang out in the cemetery at night and learn. Can you tell me the name of someone buried there? Well, Mary Berry's buried there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, John Philip Sousa. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> gang's all here. And the gang is all here. <laughs> yeah, so it's scary. so cool. It's really cool. Nice. Okay, what about if you wanted something that was more kid friendly, like being chased by chainsaws and the corpse of Marion Berry might not be the best <laughs> thing to do with your family? What do you got? Um, I would go to Butler's Orchard for their pumpkin picking. Um, I think Homestead also does something similar, um, which is really fun. Just like fun to like pick pumpkins and go in the corn maze. The corn mazes are shockingly hard for an adult. Like I don't know where I am, but they do have kid versions. <laughs> um, so I like doing those. Those are really fun. Also, just like fall is just such a great time of year just to like go around in our area. Like Rock Creek Park is amazing. Like I distinctly remember like walking through Rock Creek Park listening to Folklore by Taylor Swift. And it's like, wow, like she wrote this for me. <laughs> I have to ask, Chelsea, why fairs? Why, why are you like, when you're not reporting on health stuff, why is fairs what does it for you? Well, I like to be seen. Like I do have a lot of nice outfits for fall. <laughs> so like I dressed up. Wait, what do you wear to the farms? Oh, well, no, maybe not the farms, but like when I'm at like a fair, you know, I have like my little like velvety skirt, I have tights, I have a turtleneck. Oh my God, it's like great. Maybe a headband, like so lots of possibilities. So you're very Boots. interested in being perceived. Like yeah. you're like, I want to be perceived right now. Maybe not right now, because I'm really sweaty, but <laughs> when I'm not sweaty, it's fall. This is so great. But also, I don't know, it's just like, like you said, you become like a different person in the fall. You have your coffee, you have your coat. Like, it is just, it's so nice. <laughs> what is that, the Onion article headline? That's Mr. Like, Autumn Mr. Man. Autumn walking around with his coffee and his sweater. Yeah, I'm Mrs. Autumn. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Also, like, I mean, there's, it's just like a beautiful time around here. And like I said, it's just not as hot. You have nothing less to complain about. And you can enjoy being out with friends, you know, enjoy just like getting into like the seasonal produce and just like it's cozy. It's fun. Gourds. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. We love it. Okay. Do you cook with gourds or just decorate with them? I decorate. I, yeah, oh, I can't cook. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're not for decoration in our house. They're for eating. Okay, so we're meant to take a vote on which of these categories is, represents DC best or that the DMV area does best. 
So we need all of y'all's help to do this properly. So we talked about three different types of fall events, farms, spooky fairs, and historical fairs like the Renaissance Fair. So I'm gonna say each one and y'all can clap and let us know which you think DC does the best. Where's the most quintessential DC, yeah? Okay, so give it up for farms. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's an agriculture enthusiast in the house. Give it up for spooky fairs. Ooh, okay. Right. Give it up for historical fairs. Oh. I think we have a clear winner. Oh my god, this is, is like a bunch wild. of nerds. <laughs> yes. Like, why are you so surprised by this? I don't know. I feel like the essence of the fall fair is like celebrating the harvest, which is like a exactly. little ridiculous for the people in this room since I don't think so I'm just going to go on a limb here. I don't think any of y'all have been harvesting much uh, this are. lifetime. At the Renaissance Fair, we are celebrating the harvest then. But that's not the stuff you planted. No. Unless you have a lucrative side I have an line. outfit, like, and I feel the like I'm part of it. really the key thing. It's the outfit. It's the outfits. Well, Bridget, you, if I recall, you are an anti fairite. Is this true? I don't, I don't want to say this, but yes, I am. Wow. <laughs> I, so I, I can hear me out. Here's why. Because I feel like I get there and I'm like, it's going to be great. And then as soon as I get there, I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. And also I want to snack. And also my feet hurt. And also like, kind of want to go home. Like as soon as I get there, I immediately am thinking about how I would rather be doing something else. No offense to any fairs. Chelsea, can you say anything to convert her? <laughs> oh, okay, so like imagine this. You're at the Maryland State Fair and you're really hot and it's been a long day and your feet hurt, but you walk into the area where they have all the produce and you see the biggest pumpkin in Maryland <laughs> right in front of you. It is so cool. Please go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have to say, you that might turn it around. You painted, you painted yes. a very good portrait. Yeah. It's much better than the biggest pumpkin in West Virginia. Exactly, it's the biggest pumpkin in Maryland. Okay, Chelsea. So if anybody goes to any of these fairs and they see you, are they cool to come up and say, "Hey, you're Chelsea, who loves the fairs"? Yes, but you have to tell me I look nice, please. That is an order. That is an order. Chelsea, thank you so much for being here. Of course, thanks so much for having me. See you at the fair. Yep, see you there. <laughs> and listener, don't go anywhere. In just a second, we've got a segment sponsored by Urban Pace with CityCast CEO David Plotz in conversation with the developer of Kite House at the Parks. Hi, I'm CityCast CEO David Plotz, here to bring you the first installment of our monthly house and home segment presented by Urban Pace Real Estate. Today, I'm here with Jonathan Quince, the developer of Kite House. Kite House is a beautiful condo building up in Tacoma, DC, really close to Rock Creek Park. I have been watching this development at the parks at Walter Reed for years. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to talk to you, Jonathan. Welcome to CityCast. Thank you, David. I'm excited to talk to you too. Jonathan, Kite House is on the site that was originally Walter Reed Army Medical Center, right? So how does the parks at Walter Reed community pay tribute to that history? So, so honoring the history of the site was probably our core design philosophy. It drove every decision that we made before we even commenced designing any of the buildings that were on site. And that begins with both the overall massing and design of the buildings right down to the material selections, you know, what goes on the exterior of the buildings, down to how do the windows look. And then this philosophy extends through to the use of open space to maintain the views of the historic buildings that we're correctly honoring them as the landmarks that they are in the city. 
It is such a beautiful spot in the city. I'm so glad you guys are building there. So, Jonathan, you were talking before we started taping about the garage at Kite House and how proud you were of the garage. People are not usually proud of a garage. Why are you proud of your garage? It's probably the accomplishment I'm most proud of. And that is that we actually reused the existing below grade garage underneath the Kite House. And by reusing the garage and not constructing a new garage, we've embodied the same amount of carbon as you would by taking 10,000 cars off the roads for a year. That's amazing. With Kite House specifically, what size apartments are we talking about? What is the price range of those apartments? So David, the, the residences are one to three bedrooms and they're priced from the mid 300s to just over a million dollars. Some of the units are eligible for the district's affordable housing program. And so for any of your listeners who are interested, I would strongly encourage that they reach out to the district's housing authorities and see if they're eligible for an affordable unit. So what are some of the benefits to living up in the parks community? What are the best spots to hang out or grab dinner at? I think that the campus has some amazing open spaces. It's unique in D.C., the Great Lawn in particular is a historic element that was, has survived from the original hospital. And we are really lent into that as our event space for the campus. There is year-round programming that's hosted up here, including concerts. We have theatrical performances and holiday celebrations. And then smaller scale events like our complimentary yoga classes that are offered spring through the fall. We're only half a mile from Tacoma and the Tacoma Metro Station and, and the fantastic downtown that is Tacoma. And then I think in terms of the dining in particular, we have a, a bunch of really exciting restaurants coming to the campus. I particularly love ramen. I'm very excited for when Junior opens oh, yeah. any day now. That place is great. And then, and then of course, nothing beats the convenience of, of having a Whole Foods at your front door as well. How big is the Great Lawn? I, I actually don't know. <laughs> it's about the size of a football field. Oh, my God. That's enormous. Aside from the cool neighborhood, why should CityCast DC listeners choose to buy at Kite House specifically? So all the residences have particular sophisticated finishes. We have herringbone backsplashes, Bosch appliances, wide plank flooring. And then the design element that I particularly enjoy is there is an abundance of natural light within the residences. We have lofty six foot windows, and then most of the residences have either a private terrace or a private balcony. And then outside of your residence, but within the building, we still have some great amenities. There's a hospitality inspired lobby with a separate co-working space. There's a premium fitness studio with a separate yoga and meditation room. There's a club room that's outfitted with some soft seating, cafe tables, library. And then that club room actually opens up onto our outdoor entertaining terrace, which has its own dining area, grill stations, lounge seating, and, and a great location for hosting an outdoor party. So if our listeners want to learn more about Kite House, where should they look? The first place they should go is to kitehousedc.com. And then if they're interested in the parks at Walter Reed generally, then they can go to theparksdc.com. We have our events calendar there. Perhaps if you're in the market to rent a unit instead of purchase a unit, we also have links to other housing that's available. Jonathan Quince, developer of Kite House, thanks for being here. Again, check out kitehousedc.com to learn more. We'll have that link for you in our show notes as well, so you're just a click away. Thanks for listening. Thank you, David. 
If you want to learn more about Kite House, the parks at Walter Reed, or Urban Pace, make sure to check out our show notes. They are doing a lot of cool work. And before you go, here is some quick news. The use of electronic cigarettes and marijuana has nearly doubled for students in Prince William County compared to before the pandemic. Several other school systems in the area have reported similar trends. Additionally, Prince George's County Public Schools just got $2.3 million from a legal settlement with Juul over the company's marketing. The schools will use the funds to fight youth vaping and nicotine addiction. Also, officials had to delay the Anacostia River public swim yet again, this time because of severe weather on Saturday. It's the second time the event has been postponed. The last delay was because storms caused a sewage overflow into the river. The event should be rescheduled for the spring. And finally, Councilmember Janice Lewis-George is proposing a bill to create a brand new D.C. office responsible for maintaining parks and forest areas. Supporters say this investment will help tackle crime by sprucing up neglected parts of the city. And that's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not throw your own fare and tell everyone about it? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. married there? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Why? That would be kind of funny. In. No. <laughs> no, stay over there. Do not. <laughs> <laughs>